Okay, welcome to the Immigrant Hustle Podcast. This is the first ever side hustle episode. I am your host, B Magic. As always, I got my brother Noise with me. Yeah, and this week we've got a special guest just to kind of help us out with our topic today. We've got my man Harmon G. Harmon, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, good evening, good morning, good night, whenever this drops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, welcome, welcome to Cumble Studios, man. <laughs> what are your first thoughts of being here? Cozy. Holy yeah. God, it's cozy. Yo. Yeah. That's 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 what we want. That's the vibe we want to give off, man. We might be the coziest podcast <laughs> yeah. out there right now. So, yo, get familiar. I think it fits the season too, man. Especially with that Bruce Lee up there. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, this is the first ever side hustle episode. So, noise. What the fuck is the side hustle? <laughs> so, for those of it that have been following the podcast so far, you know, we've had our main episodes where we where we have our guests and we interview and we talk about their arts we talk about migration we talk about a lot of different things but we have these we always wanted to do these side episodes so these side hustle episodes where we don't necessarily stick to that format it allows us more of an open forum to talk about whatever it is we want to talk about so yeah given that it is the end of the year we want to reflect on the year that was in terms of music specifically rap music and kind of break it down month by month and see what were some of the highs what were some of the lows and we were talking about this off the show but I think at this point, it's there's so much music out there. So, bro, there's yeah. so much fucking I think that's music. An so much music. So, bro, this list that you just gave me, noise. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck happened this year? <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of stuff. It's easy to to miss out on things. So, yo, but that it's dope. Yeah. But like, fuck, man, how can you even keep up with this? Like, even even as an artist, yo. Yeah. Like, there's somebody dropping. There's at least like ten artists dropping with you. Like, you can't even pick a unique date to drop. Like, yeah. obviously, you're going to try to stay away from the heavyweights if you n even know when they're dropping nowadays, right? Yeah. But, like, what the fuck, yo? Some people might get slept on so hard, especially if you're an indie artist. Definitely. Yeah. Right? Like, now the superstars are dropping every week. So. It's crazy how you mention that, too, because, like, it's funny when you always look at Rap Genius, they, they put out the release list, right, for the month. Yeah. And then you look at the lineup stacked for one damn month. It looks yeah. like, holy shit. Like, back, back in, like, 2007, 2008, you would have seen that type of list for maybe a year. Exactly. Let alone, yeah. right? It's who, nuts. Who the hell do you even listen to out of all that, right? Yeah, it's very <laughs> easy to, to miss out on art. Like, I've been catching up on artists from earlier in the year that I'm fans of, but yeah. I never had the opportunity to, to get to their album. So with this podcast, hopefully we'll be able to kind of put each other on to things that we missed or other stuff that we might have overlooked and kind of share what our favorites were with the listeners and kind of, you know, give some extra shine to some of the sleeper picks as well. I say we we should definitely do it starting with January and go through month by month. Yeah. And obviously we all haven't heard all the same albums, but let's try to at least break down the our feelings on the ones that we did here. And our thoughts of uh, what some of the best ones were this year. Uh, so taking it all the way back to January, so cause some of the big records that dropped that month, um, probably the biggest one was Culture 2 by Migos. Yo, Migos. Honestly, I can fuck with Migos, but I don't think this was some of their best work. The like, magician has spoken. That is the truth. <laughs> that is the fucking truth. But like... I don't know. Like, obviously, there was hits on there because yeah. you heard it on the radio. Like, and stir, I fry, stir Fry was one of the 
the top bangers of the year. I yeah, think. Stir Fry I fucked with. Like, that was yeah. probably the best track on there. Yeah. But to me, it, like, it's not even close in my album of the year, like, Contenders, right? Yeah. But I'm sure that it sold a shitload of fucking units. Yeah, and I think it, it kind of shows how, in this era in particular, when something is hot, there's that greater incentive or that greater need to kind of capitalize on it because people are worried that they're going to get lost in the shuffle. Like culture one dropped 2017 culture two dropped this year. Like I didn't know, I don't know if there was a need to drop so soon given how dope and how big culture one was. It's weird. Cause like that's the era we're in. Like, you know, like even the fucking biggest artists need to constantly be dropping because Yo, music is so fucking quick now, right? And yeah. I feel like the way that they create music is even quick too, right? So yeah. they're sitting probably on a shit ton of music and they're like, all right, let's fucking make money off of all this music that we have, and right? The demand, just because now everything's so tech savvy, the demand is even higher, right? Yeah. And um, it's funny, like the other day somebody was saying that, oh, you know, we haven't heard a lot of Kendrick this past year. So um, I don't know if his next work piece of work is going to be even worthwhile listening to because so many people already are, they, they feel like they're tired of his voice. Yeah, but like, I don't know if, I don't know how I can say that or, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, because Cole's been dominating, right? And every time you think of Kendrick, you think of Kendrick and Cole, right? So, um, yeah, that was just another side take on that. But definitely, when it came to that, I thought Motorsport was a... Yeah, Motorsport track. was dope yeah. too, yeah. Like, I, I, it's it's just, I guess, a sign of the culture, no pun intended, but that like... <laughs> You know, they dropped a monster record in 2017, and they're like, all right, no time to rest. We're going to drop the next one. And I felt like the quality kind of got sacrificed in that. Um, Okay, just kind of moving along. Some of the other records that dropped in January, uh, Evidence, whether or not, I don't know if you had a chance to take that in. I fuck with Evidence, but I'm not even going to lie. I fucking (laughs) didn't even know Evidence dropped anything. (laughs) That was one of the records that I'm just getting to now. Yeah. Because, like, there's so much stuff that comes out throughout the year. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, Evidence, I feel like he's one of those artists that I want to be like in the sense that every time he drops, it's so consistent. Yeah. And everything is such a, of a high quality. And like the artwork's going to be dope. The visuals are going to be dope. So yeah, Evidence, like definitely highly recommend this record. Um, Alchemist production all over this. Knotts was on it. I was just going to say, yeah. seeing Alchemist's name, I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's something you really got. Evidence is a dope beat maker, and he picks fucking dope beats. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, yo, the production value to his projects are always fucking dope. Like, yeah. And I don't mean that just in the sense of audio production, right? Like, all of his videos are fucking ill. Yeah. Like, he, like, you know, it's creative, it's fucking high quality, even any type of artwork on albums and shit like that like it's a total package and yeah when he raps it's consistently yo like the way he sounds to me his voice is one of my favorite voices and he it's very rarely that he fucking drops something ass so i definitely got to take that in no doubt um some other stuff wall fucking dropped yeah there's like a lot of stuff just kind of came out in january i'm looking over it like, Dave East Paranoia yeah, too. I was talking about that too. I was like, "What? He actually dropped something this last yeah. January?" Dave East is—he has a good fucking work rate, man. All right, let's move ahead to February. Um, so one of the biggest records that dropped in February was the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh my god! 
That was fucking that was sick. Dope. That reminded me of like in the '90s when it, when a, a movie would come out yes. and you knew the soundtrack was gonna be fire for it too. I feel like soundtracks were a big part of the '90s music scene, but it's it's really not a thing anymore too much. Like Top Dog was the executive producer for the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, it dropped yeah. on TDE. TDE, yeah. right? Kendrick was a big. So was Kendrick the one picking and choosing, like? Because I feel like they should give more soundtracks to hip hop people. Why not? Definitely, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you know, there's so many fucking talented people within hip hop yeah. who I'm sure could score shit for movies, right? But not only that, like to do this this whole album was fucking dope as shit. And yeah. like I probably didn't listen to it like right when it dropped. Yeah. But I remember Dusty and like Noise even telling me, like, yo, listen to this dope. So I took it in and I was like, yo, this is fucking fire. Like, it's something you can still play today. No, like, still. Like, I, I think it still has complete uh, replay value. And I didn't yeah. even remember that it dropped this early, but, yo, that's a fucking, that's a really good soundtrack. King's Dead was a good And I don't know, yo, what's the last soundtrack you remember that's a that you listened to? Question, I can't man. even yeah, fucking no, you'd tell have, you. I, for me, I'd have to go back to, like, early 2000s, like, Get Richard Die Trying soundtrack, Eight yeah, Mile soundtrack, yeah, something yeah. like that. I think Fast Straight and Furious up. for me. Okay, like, yeah. Fast yeah. and Furious has some really nice soundtracks. Like, I'm talking, once they had that, uh, I think it was with Slaughterhouse, they had a joint on there. Yeah, actually, okay. I remember seeing a few track listings, but I, don't, I can't say that I've listened yeah, to Yeah, fully. Yeah. I just remember Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> dip, 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 Fast and <laughs> Those are tunes, nah, though. Definitely, definitely for Black Panther, though, wow. Like, yeah. I mean, I wish they did something like that for All, all Eyes on Me. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, if they gave that to Kendrick, I felt that I mean? was a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. man. He, I swear that would have been such an amazing soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is what it is. The more I fucking look at this list, <laughs> I miss so many fucking albums. Yeah. So shit. one one album I'm gonna recommend that I was a big fan of that dropped in February was Sky Zoo in celebration of us. Um, this album was. I feel it's his best work that he's done. And yeah. for those that are not familiar with Sky Zoo, he's pretty much. He's like that vintage New York sound, mm. but updated. Wow. Yeah. So this album was like very jazz heavy on the production. Uh, the theme of the album was really dope too. So like the opening skit on the album is like from the perspective of his father. Like throughout the record, he talks about becoming a father himself. Oh, wow. So the whole album is kind of tied into this theme of fatherhood and kind of, you know, as a black man raising a black son in this society, kind of teaching him, schooling him on what struggles he might come up against in the world. So that was a really dope record. That I sounds felt. really powerful, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got to take that in. Yeah, I same. fuck with Sky Zoo, but oh, I yeah. didn't even know he dropped anything. <laughs> what do we got here? Kodak Black, Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. Yo, that Nipsey Hussle, that's in the top five. Yeah. Wow. I think yeah. for me personally, that fucking, that was a really dope album. Really fucking dope. Like, I've always fucked with Nipsey, but that's like... When you hear Jay-Z schooling motherfuckers on, like, their business, yeah, yeah. Nipsey is that, but schooling motherfuckers on their street shit and business. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. Right? And I definitely, uh, yo, that's a really fucking dope album to take in. I would yeah. highly recommend it. Nipsey's one of those artists that I'm not too deep or not too up-to-date on their catalog. Yeah. But he's an artist I respect just for his his business mind. Definitely. And the fact that he's been able to I, I, create this name. I was himself. never on, like, obviously, like, I, I remember hearing 
a lot about him when he first came out, but I'm not gonna lie, like I've fucking kept up with every project or this that. But like anytime I hear that he's dropping something, I'm like, okay, oh, Gotta it's worth it. a listen. But I everybody kept telling me about this, and I finally took it in. And yo, I love West Coast music, but even gangster shit can get a little bit too much at times, Definitely. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like certain West Coast artists they overdo it, right? But yo, this guy, there's inte- real intelligence and heartfelt bars in this yeah. but it's it's still shit you can bop your head to right and mm-hmm. still has that west coast vibe so it's like it's a good mixer yeah, yeah. man it's he's yeah. like it's like i don't know it's a it's like that ghetto like sophisticated vibe like uh one record that kind of went under the radar uh one of my favorite mcs too was um elzai and crisis like elzai he's he's another artist i kind of feel like similar to blue and the fact that they're like ridiculously talented. It's fucking so good. But they don't necessarily get that respect for whatever reason. Or they don't drop often enough. Like we're talking about Migos, but they're mm-hmm. dropping so frequently. Elzai is one of those artists that doesn't drop every year or every other year. So his name kind of disappears from the spotlight because of that. But every time he drops, like the punchlines, the song concepts, the flow, the bars, like he is a, to- a top tier artist. And for him to pair up with a producer like Crisis. That's what I was just going to get to. You yeah. gave me to it. I was like, wait, he did that? <laughs> yeah. So Jericho Jackson, that was the name of the project. I got to take that in. Fuck, man. How am I going to listen to all these albums? <laughs> all right, should we go to March? Yeah, let's go to March. First so, thing I see is Chief Keef. <laughs> yeah, I can't mind. Yeah, did you peep that? No, I didn't. Hell I'm not, fucking not no. a fan of The leak Keith. four. But I did peep Planet. Yo, all right. <laughs> yeah. How was that? What are your thoughts on that? I, it was actually... I, I liked his album that he dropped. I think it was two years before. It. Um, no, it, it wasn't that exactly that because that, that, that track list was freaking packed with crazy artists, man. Yeah. And, I mean, he's always known to have like his big albums like this. They're always packed with people. And with this one, uh, for me personally, it was it was just down a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a couple tracks that were really nice. Um, you got to put it up for me. I don't remember yeah. the tracks, but yeah. Tech Nine, I'm not gonna lie, I've never ever sat down and listened to a Tech Nine album. Oh, yeah. But I've always known that he could rap his fucking ass off from every song that I, I have heard him on. Yeah. And I've also like seen so much shit about fucking the independent game that he runs down there. Yeah. Right? In Kansas. So it's like but he like yo, this guy has like a warehouse yeah. and has like a studio that that is like a car wash as well, yeah. and that that funds the the studio running. Like yo, like they have done so much sick independent stuff. Like they merch shows. Like he is pretty much the plat, like the perfect blueprint to how you should run your independent game, and you could become a fucking. You know, because he's like, he has a cult following, right? And he doesn't need anything from anybody. Like, you know, he's in 100% control of his career, right? So I respected that, but I'm not going to lie, I didn't take in Planet. No, it's, I know a lot of people, it's hard for them to take in tech because, like, majority of his tracks are not something you can bump every day. Yeah, you you gotta fucking. Majority gym tracks, too. Like, majority of his tracks are like workout tracks and all that good stuff, but, um, yeah, when For you really, me, if you're in the mood and you really sit down. It's the good. first album that 
I see on this March list that sticks out to me is Fonte. No yeah. news is good news. That yo, that is a contender for me for album of the year. Definitely, 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 definitely. That's a fucking. That's a yo. The whole album. I don't think I skipped a fucking track. It's a it's a tight album too. Like it's ten tracks. There's a lot of tracks that are two minutes or less. But what you're getting within those two minutes is incredible. Like, lyricism, there's heartfelt stories in there. Fonte is a very underrated name. Like, people talk about 444 being, like, the, the archetype of, like, what grown man rap should sound like. But Fonte's been doing that his entire career. Definitely. I love when I hear a rapper being able to put their actual thoughts from their brain onto it. Like, it, yeah. it's, it, I have to say that now because that used to be, like, everybody used to do that. Yeah. But now that, like, you know, not many people are talking about their actual feelings on track, right? Mm -hmm. It's the facade of the personality that you're portraying Same, rather yeah. than the, your actual feelings. And this motherfucker, you could tell, like, yo, this guy is giving you, it's like therapy, bro. But honestly, one of my favorites was uh, Change of Mind with Freddie Gibbs. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah. just because, like, yo, Fonte's singing is it, fucking, it's amazing. Yeah. Right, like he's easily one of the best rappers and rapper singers, right? Yeah, no doubt. But like his singing on that track just like was phenomenal to me. Yeah. And then Freddie Gibbs to just the way he raps on that track, it was it had a good bounce to it. And I, mm. you know me, I love the bounce. Yeah. Speaking of bounce, also in March, uh, Tory Lanez dropped "Memories Don't Die." I haven't fucked with that yet, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's a Brampton man's yo. <laughs> yo, how you not gonna support that Brampton man? I have not fucked with that yet. I heard it was decent, though. I mean, like, I heard... It was... Yeah. It was all right. Shooters was a good track. Uh, for me, like, yeah, there was, like... It, he did that Drake shit, the half-singing, half, let me show you I can rap. Like, there was a song on there, Pieces with 50 Cent, yeah. Yeah. which was storytelling, right? And, yo, I can fuck with that. Like, Tor Tori can rap. We all know that, right? Yeah. And, yo, the man's had to evolve... And do what he had to do to get put in the limelight, right? And mm. whether that is doing what everybody's doing, which is singing and rapping and... Mixing it up. Yo, if you can do it, and I'm not... Yo, he doesn't sound bad when he sings. Not at he all. He doesn't no. sound, ba sound bad when he raps. So it's yeah. like, I feel like he's finally found his lane, and he's he's doing it well. There's a lot of bangers on this, and he's showcasing a lot of different sounds, but it's still not like amazing to me like i still don't think we're seeing that the fucking final form of fucking tory lanes oh, yeah. like yeah and speaking of tory what'd you guys think of uh tory his, his beef with joiner lucas it wasn't really beef but you know what i'd rather you know, I'd, that shit was good though yeah because that that's what awesome, the sport bro. is all about right yeah man. let's not let's not all be best buddies right Definitely. and it doesn't always have to be like a violent exchange either where you worry yeah. that something's gonna happen right and like, i love i loved how pure they kept it too like when it came to the tracks themselves, they wanted to dominate each other. Like they, they like you listen to the bars that they put at each other. It's like straight, okay, I'm gonna end your career type of bars. Yeah. But then when you hear them talk to them face to face live and stuff, they're really cool with it. And that's yeah. I feel that's something that the rap game really needs. And when that happened, I was so excited, man. I was so excited. Yeah. And I hope <laughs> it still goes on because like the way the way they did the whole um, the order of it. No. It's like so you have uh, what you had. He dropped uh, Lucky You, right? Yeah, that was right. just to impress. That wasn't even a shot. Yeah, yeah. It's then, then Joyner watches live, and that's where the shots started coming. Mm -hmm. Joyner just, I, I love that <laughs> Liddy freestyle, man. That was disgusting. Yeah. And oh, then I was surprised. Who do you guys have winning? I had it even. 
Yeah. Like, I thought Joyner took round one. I thought Tory took round two. Same here. I Like, I I don't... I've heard both sides. People have told me they like Joyner. Joyner killed him. Tory killed him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Yo, I'm. That's one of those things where I could be like, yo, if somebody yeah. calls it a draw, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, they yeah. both wrapped their asses off. They both did their things, right? I think, right? I still think go a, on. yo, it's, I think it's at a one-one <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Noise. Did you take in Lil Yachty, oh. Lil Boat too? I did not. <laughs> um, I didn't even know it dropped. <laughs> um, so just kind of moving along in March, Prime Two drop. Uh, oh, yeah. Primo and Royce. Yeah. It was dope. Yeah. Not Good amazing, track. but yeah. I wasn't mad at it either. Yeah. Personally, I, I enjoyed Prime 1 a lot more. more. Two, yeah. But Prime 2, like, Royce, he's one of those artists that he gets, he's getting better as he gets older. Yeah. Primo 2, like, yeah, man. as an artist that's been in the game since the late 80s, mid 80s, he's evolved his sound. And I think doing these Prime projects whether he's like sampling Adrian Young or Ant-Man Wonder or, you know, he's kind of forcing himself to step outside of the box and evolve. Yeah, that's the perfect word for it. So this is like two OGs that have been in the game for decades and are still pushing the envelope with every project they put out. I don't know if you guys took in, did you guys take in his freestyle when he dropped it on 93 point or whatever it was? Royce? He did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on Funk Flex. He went on. Yeah. Okay, XXXTentacion. Dropped question mark. Did anybody listen to that? No, I did not. I'm not going to lie. I listened to it because, I don't know. This year I tried to listen to random shit. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, man. This was another kid where I was like, yo, fuck this kid. Like, because you read all the shit, right? But then at times you have to just listen to the music. There must be something there for people to have a following, right? Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. For and like, yo, sometimes when I heard him speak, I was like, yo, some of the shit I fuck with. But yeah. then it, then there'd be like the wild antics where you're like, okay, I, I don't justify that. Yeah, right. I agree with you. In- so I actually listened to it and I'm like, let me, let me listen to it with open ears. Right. And there, there was, this kid does a lot of different styles of music that mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Like I thought he was yeah. that fucking trap, hardcore fucking emo shit. Right. But there was, like, he has a track on there with Joey Badass called Infinity. Yeah. And it's, like, them doing the boom bap, like, oh, flows. And, yo, he, he he didn't sound, like, shittier than Joey Badass. So I was like, mm. yo, I was like, holy fuck. And, like, I literally skipped through everything and went to that first. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, let me see. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> and it was dope. And then, like, maybe three other songs that are, like, decent on this. I'm not going to lie and say, like, I listened to a lot of this shit. But Sad was the main radio si- uh, single, which we you could like hear on the radio all the time, which mm-hmm. was not bad. Mm-hmm. You can see talent there. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, another one that I like was the dollar sign one with that Mad Ox kid. But that was another catchy song. But yeah, it, it was just it, to me, it seemed like a bunch of random music. But that was somebody that I didn't expect to like. And it was decent. MF Doom, Inspector Deck, and Esoteric. They dropped Zarface meets Metalface. Um, for those of you that have been kind of keeping up with the Zarface projects, like they've like Esoteric and Inspector Deck have a really cool chemistry. It's all like it's just straight bars. There's not a whole lot of conceptual uh, element to the projects, mm-hmm. but it's literally like boom bap beats, like dusty sounding drums, yep. comic book references, wrestling references, and it's 
like inspector deck like we're talking about royce deck i feel is in the same area right now where he's getting older but he's having so much fun with it and i think a project like this teaming up with mf doom and now actually later the next year in 2019 uh czarface are dropping a project with ghostface okay yeah so their output has been crazy they've this like this project with doom was their fourth album in probably four years so their output's been dope. All the projects have been enjoyable. So that was really good to see Doom back in the studio. I'm not sure when this was recorded, but you know, after everything he's gone through with the death of his son, for Doom to be back on a project and just be the Doom that we all fell in love with was really good to see. April was a big month, man. Uh, probably the biggest record, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. You did not just say the biggest record, right? That was one of the biggest records, man. Not even going to front. That was a dope record. I really enjoyed oh, that Oh, okay, album. yeah. For, okay, I was going to say, I yeah. thought you said that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. She she surprises me every time, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, That track list itself. Yeah. Like, when it first when she first dropped, I'm like, this kind of feels like it'll be a one-hit wonder. Yeah. But then, you no, know, the album was solid, like, front to back. I Yeah, like... Literally, Bodak Yellow, I was like, holy, like, yo, this shit is catchy, yeah. like, yeah. you know, before that, all I'd seen is, like, you know, the online shit, this girl that talks her mind and shit yeah. like that, like, I yeah. fucked with the personality, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I liked all that shit, yeah. I'm like, yo, this person's being who the fuck she she's is, in a good yeah, way. okay, she's acting wild, but at least it is <laughs> who the fuck she is, she's yeah. not just doing it for clout, right, mm. but then, yeah, okay, Bodak Yellow comes out, I'm like, okay, mm. yo, she's got something, right? Yeah. And then when the album was coming, I'm like, yo, now we'll see if it if it's gonna be a consistent thing, right? Yeah. And yo, I fucked with that album. I'm not gonna uh, lie. Yeah. I took it in and there's a couple songs on there that have replay value, man. I love it was... the track with chance. Oh uh, yeah, like I was saying though, she's she always surprises me. Like when I first heard it, I was like, Oh god. I couldn't stand her New York, you know, accent <laughs> when uh but then when you when you actually like she has some really good bars sometimes, man. Yeah. She like she's got really flow, like she experimented yeah. with different concepts. She sang on a couple of tracks, like she showed that she's the total package. I think the unsung like hero on this track list is the track with SZA, man. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, like SZA sounds different. Like she steps into Cardi B's world and she fucking killed that hook. Yeah. yeah. Right? And then, yo, Cardi B did her thing, man. Obviously, there's the big topic of, yo, Nikki keeps saying that she fucking, at least she writes her own shit. But are we going to keep having this debate, yo? Like, okay, she might not write her own shit, but, yo, she go, go, goes out there and she performs it. And well, she, yeah. she, she, yo, she has to record it, all this and that. I ain't mad at it. She comes, she, she hasn't fucking said that she does write her shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. I think she's going to be successful. She's here to stay, man. I'm just looking at that next album right there. So yeah. I want to explore on that. <laughs> I got that queued up for you. I'll, I'll let you take the lead on that one. Oh, man. K.O.D. I, I, I still bumped that album today. Yeah. I, See, I fucking loved it. And I thought it was amazing. But when I first heard it, yeah. I didn't think that it, uh, that it would have replay value. Oh. I, that that was my initial thoughts. Yeah. I didn't think that it would have replay value. Like I'm like, yeah, there's maybe three songs that I'll, I'll that I kept playing Fuck like it, yeah. that first week. But I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna listen to most of this album mm-hmm. in like, by the end of the year. Yeah. But it fucking grew on me a lot, and I've definitely listened to that album a you few know, times was, this year. I was thinking about something when I was driving over here. Actually, I was listening to Window Pane, and like, you look at Cole's 
mixtapes and albums. His work is something that always it's like it's it is never ending. Like it's yeah. everlasting, sorry. Yeah. Right? And like I look at Born Sinner, that's still an album I could bump today from top to bottom, right? And then you look at twenty fourteen Forest Souls Drive. That I feel that album just grew more too, mm. like this past year. ATM. ATM yeah, was a good it. bump track, of course, but yeah. even I love what, how he got in the flow though. Yeah. And the music video, I love how he kind of used M in there with the yeah. whole. Um, it kind of felt like like a Buster Rhymes video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah, classic too. That was that was a really dope video. And then I love mm. I love the whole theme of the album though. Mm. You know, like kill our demons. What did you feel when you first saw that like album cover? I was, I was too I was too busy trying to process his picture himself, like the way his, like I don't know, like looking at the artistic, you have all these colors and then you have his head just tinted, right? Yeah. And then you have the crown, and I'm just like, when I didn't know anything about it, I got so excited. I was like, oh yeah. shit, he's gonna drop something that he. Really I, I was when I first saw it, like I was, I'm like, fuck, man. I hope he doesn't do this thing where he's just punking all, all the, the <laughs> like Percocet kids and all this, because mm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'd be totally with that, but I'm like, that's not the way. It's just gonna divide rather than yeah. unite, right? But then, like, when you heard the album, I'm like, yo, this is the perfect way to handle this situation, right? And I think he he extended that that his handout to to that generation. And I don't think he was on there dissing him. No. He was just like, yo, let's figure out your fucking, the real reasoning behind you yeah. doing all this fucking craziness, Didn't he right? he drop Everybody Dies right before that? Like, he, he dropped those, like, singles before the album, Yeah, no? he did, yeah. Right, and then he did that thing where um, he's like little whatever like that it was that song right and i think that's then when he explains in the album right like it's it's such a it's it's just like you said it's a great way to go about it it's like he understands that he was once at this age right Mm -hmm. and um he doesn't fuck with it per se but at the same time and he i love how he's being so uh wise about it but at the same time he's he'll he lets them know he's like okay wait if you're dissing me first of all this is reality and then you don't really want to diss me because I'll yeah. probably you know, <laughs> disintegrate you. But yeah, definitely um, in the top five for album of the year. I felt like I enjoyed the album, but I really liked Cole, Cole's guest appearances a lot more yeah. than the album. Yeah, yeah, he had some dope features this year. Like we were talking about it earlier, Harmon. Like yes. the one, the track with Rhapsody, the track Tribe. with, um, yeah, the track yeah. with Boss, the track with Royce, yes, uh, the track with Jid. Like he was, he was Money killing bag, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like two every, weeks ago, too. Uh, everything he jumped on, he killed it, and it was everything sounded so different. From I loved his else. flow with the track with Jid. Yeah, dude, that, I I didn't expect that to be honest with you. Like, yeah, I know he he's. I feel like this year he really did try with different flows, nah. but that was just disgusting. Like, no, 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 nah, no, 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 like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, moving on to May, uh, Ray Shremard. Shrem Life 3. How'd you feel about that, man? Fucking too many songs. So, <laughs> honestly, because of that, I didn't really listen to it much. Yeah. I was, like, skipping through them, and there was obviously the, the, the hits were the ones that I heard. And it was the triple album. Yeah, man. <laughs> See, it's, it's fucked because we're... It's a lot of music. I hate it on the... The good music seven tracks being too short, mm. but I don't want these double and triple <laughs> albums either. So it's like I don't know. Maybe it's the 
the OG in me that wants like 11, 11 to 13 track albums. Yeah. That's what you used to I feel that's the sweet spot, man. That's the good spot, you know? Like, yo, give me a, like, I don't even mind if you give me a few, like, decent tracks on there, you know? <laughs> I saw them perform this year, actually. Um, Where? At uh, Eric Anderson. They opened up for Gambino. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Like, they, they got a really fun live show. It's like really high energy. They're running up things, jumping off of things. Like they're yeah, really. Yeah, they seem like they're see. they're good like live performers. Yeah. So other stuff that dropped in May. Book one of my contenders for album of the year, uh, "Book of Ryan" by yes. Royce the Five Nine. Yo. Pablo Fire. Pablo Bolt. Yeah. I, I, did we even mention that in J Cole's best features? Yeah, 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 so many. Yeah, he bodied that. Holy God. Like, I kind of feel with the back-to-back, like, with Prime 2 yeah. and Book of Ryan. Like, Book of Ryan, it's such a personal project. Yeah. And Roy said this album took him years to, to complete. I felt like Prime was like, okay, I finished Book of Ryan. I got all the dark stuff out of the way. Prime, I'm just going to have fun, fun with it, yeah, and exactly. just talk my shit. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I really enjoy both of these projects. But, like, one is very heavy and emotional. One is just bars and flow. And that was a... That was a really good one-two punch from Royce this year, man. Yeah. 20 tracks, though. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. It goes back to your but, point. But, it is long. But, yeah. but Quality. how many tracks would you take off of it if you could? I don't think you could. Like, that, and see, and that's yeah. another thing, right? Like, yeah, it's a lot, but, yo, it would be hard to take some of those off. That man. track with Boogie was good, man, Dom. Yeah. yeah. That was a good track. I fuck with Boogie yeah, hard. Seriously. Yo, Noise's favorite album of the year for sure. Nav Reckless. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what can I say, man? Nav, it's not for me. Like, I'm not going to hate on the man. He's doing his thing. But it's it's not for me. It's it's a good, I think, debut for him. Yeah. Um, I know that he has made huge strides for himself. Like... I didn't expect for him to go as big as he did, but um, he's fucking killing it. There's no, like, definitely. This album, I think the standout tracks are obviously Wanted You with Lil Uzi Vert, and then there's Champion with Travis Scott. Yeah, Champion was dope, but that was probably my favorite song. Yeah, like, that was a tune that I think is undeniably a fucking hit. You know, yeah. and like when you have the likes of like LeBron James posting it in his fucking like yeah. videos and shit like that. End of the day, when you see a Punjabi kid doing well, like that, that opens up the doors for any Punjabi artist to make it mainstream, right? So yeah. I think uh, we champion him in that <laughs> sense. Um, there is times where he can keep sounding the same on tracks. Like yeah. if there is anything to where I, where I could like critique it mm. i feel like sometimes he does sound the same and because he does the little audio tweaks to his voice it kind of does get repetitive yeah but yo the sense of melody and sense of writing hit songs it's there for the guy and yo man when you have a team like exo behind you and you have the the likes of weekend and belly yeah. in your corner you're gonna do well so yo I, de- I definitely think nav's fucking here to stick around i just hope uh he can find his own lane and kind of evolve as an artist. Yeah, I'd like to see more depth from Nav. Um, like you said, like he's he's a dope producer. He understands melody. But like, yo, you're working with artists. Like you're a Punjabi dude from Rexdale. You've got stories to tell other yeah. than you know the the handful of topics that you go back to. And the fact that he's down with Belly 
and Belly like Belly goes in with certain themes and certain topics with his music. Not saying every song has to be fucking, you know, every, the most yeah. conscious thing of all time, but there's more to you as a human being. I, just to play devil's advocate, yeah. I, that could be like a thing too. Like, yo, let's give people what they want, For right? Sure. A lot of a lot of us have to do uncomfortable things to put ourselves into situations where now when we're comfortable and we're in the game, mm. then we can be like, okay, oh, now let me give you the me, story, right? Yeah, so exactly. I feel yeah. like Nav is still in the early stages where he needs to feed the public what they like and what has gotten them to this point, which Drop is those SoundCloud tracks, early yep. tracks where he was doing this melodic shit. And it's, yo, if the formula works, that's what that's what you have to it kind of sucks that you have to keep redoing this that shit but yo yeah. the man's making a name for himself so you can't hate on it it's yeah. it's successful for now but yeah i definitely want to see him evolve and you know maybe share uh, a little bit more of his personal side yeah top five there's a top five daytona? alert in this month daytona, daytona yeah. push yeah. a t and i think i think uh asap kind of got lost in that the hype around Pusha. They yeah, drop it I, all agree day. I yeah. fuck, I fuck with ASAP Rocky, but come on, <laughs> yeah. come on, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Pusha T dropped a fucking flawless album. Yeah. You can't compete with that. Nah, Pusha, like he said it on the first clips album. He's like, they're praying I never go slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for like, real. And he hasn't why. missed a beat as Not much as long. I miss Malice. I actually think yeah. he sounds better he, now, man. Yeah. Like he like, You know what? It made him step up his game because yeah. bro, in 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 the clips albums, I fucking there's a lot of verses where I think Malice ha- gets the over <laughs> on fucking Pusha T. Yeah, yeah. But yo, Pusha T has grown as a fucking great solo artist. Yeah, this yeah, definitely contender for album of the year. But I think even something that even outshined Daytona was the story of Adidon. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that and that's a crazy thing too, right? Because that's the world we're living in, right? Controversy is the hottest thing. That's yeah. what gets vi- goes viral and all this, right? It it only helped him out. Like, you know, like all this yeah. shit, but like it, it just worked out perfectly, right? But yo, the album itself, aside from all that, it is is amazing. Yeah. Like you know, like I don't feel like Pusha even needed to do that. I yeah. feel like he did that because yo, he as a man, that's what he felt like he needed to do, right? Yeah. But yo, this fucking I I hated the idea of seven track albums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this was the best one out of that good music camp. Yeah, definitely. I, like, feel, I agree with you. On if that. this wasn't part of that rollout that they did then I would say it was unsuccessful for good music yeah. because this shit, it might be my number one now. I, I, like, I got to think about it at the end of this podcast, yeah. but, yo, top three for damn sure. Yeah. What were your thoughts on those albums kind of following Daytona? Yo. Kitsy Ghost. Fuck all those albums. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Okay. Because my man J-Rock Redemption, That's, yo, yeah, fire thing. fucking album, yo. That was, yo, Win is like single of the year. Easily. Easily. Bro, like I bumped that shit. I like for like a good two weeks. That's yeah. what I woke up to. Because I'm like, yo, I ain't going to have a bad day if I fucking bump that shit first thing in the yeah. morning. But yo, yeah, let's talk about, did, did you guys fully listen to Redemption? I didn't take in the full project, no. 
It's fucking dope as fuck. Like, yo, I feel like TDE is untouchable right now. I'm so down with them and the way that they fucking just... I don't know whether they have very hands-on or they just let the artists do their thing. Mm. But whatever the fuck they're doing, they need to keep doing it. It's working, man. It's working, man. And, like, yo, J-Rock was originally their, like, focal point, right? Like, that was the main artist that they thought was going to fucking blow until Kendrick... Like, Kendrick was the hype man to J-Rock. Like, that's what yeah. a lot of people forget, right? And eventually, like, Schoolboy you know, and then Kate out, like, you know, he became the forefront of mm-hmm. TDE, right? But J-Rock, to me, I love the way he raps, man. There's something about simplicity. Mm. I love when people, when rappers can keep, have simple flows, but can say a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, and he, I think he's really good at that. So another one that we forgot with the whole good music rollout um, Nas dropped in June as well yes, yes sir yes. What, what, did you, what were your thoughts on Nas I was excited yeah until you heard it until I heard yeah. it <laughs> and then it just seemed like yo Kanye gave him seven beats and Nas was like alright yo I got a di- <laughs> yeah. I got a flight in about 14 hours <laughs> I just gotta rush let me write you seven quick fucking tracks and yeah. let's throw it out there I was kind of I, I'm on the same boat as you as well I mean I was kind of disappointed with something like I expected it to be long lasting, but it wasn't, man. Like, yeah, there, uh, there's, uh, I think uh, there's a track called "I'm Gonna Have to Leave You." That was that was an, that wasn't a bad track. Or mm-hmm. uh, Adam and Eve. I, when I yeah. first heard that track, yeah. I lost it. I was like, oh yeah, I yeah, love this. Yeah. The bars were nice, and but then as soon as you get through the rest of the album, you're like, oh shit. Well, I mean, there's only like one place, like you know what I mean. Like, there's not a lot of songs you want to repeat a lot. Yeah, no. Um, yay. It was it was better than yay. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than Kids See Ghosts. Actually, no, 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 no. no. I enjoy Kids See Ghosts. Kids See Ghosts actually is probably second. I I love the track Cutty Montage. After Daytona. That beat's disgusting. Yeah. I love that track, man. That was one of my favorite tracks. Which one? Cutty Montage. But yeah, June was a busy month, man. A lot of big names dropped. Black Dot dropped his first solo project. Yo. Black Dot set the world on fire with the the Funk Flex freestyle. Oh, baby. And then he followed untouchable, up. Yeah, bro, untouchable, yeah, honestly. Man. And then he up. followed it up with a project produced by Ninth Wonder and Crisis. Like, sorry, can we just go back to that freestyle? For yeah, a second? I'm like, that yo, was... I think, <laughs> and that's the thing. Black Dot always does that, though, yeah. right? Like, yo, every to another level this time. No, man. of course, right? But the thing is, every now and then, Black Dot comes back, whether it's a song, whether it's a feature, whether it's freestyle. whatever freestyle, yeah. right? He comes back and just reminds you (laughs) that, yo, I'm one of the greatest ever to fucking do this shit, right? And, yo, yeah, come on. Any person that loves hip-hop will tell you that's one of the greatest lyricists of all time, right? But the thing is, every now and then, you just have to fuck. It's it's good to see that he can just come out of nowhere again and just fucking just do that and just remind us how fucking dope he is, man. That should give me fucking goosebumps. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah straight up. Other stuff that dropped in June, uh, the Carters, everything is love. That was honestly that was a good project. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I I'm not gonna. I listened to it maybe twice, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it didn't really have a replay value to me. But it was it was good. It was good. It wasn't too. It was a good mix. Like, yo, they sound good together. Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah, it was. It was a good project. Yeah. Like, it wasn't cringy. Like you might think it might be. You know, <laughs> Supreme Blindell, uh, dope project, dope rapping. Yeah, still not one of the Top. classic albums of the year. But yo, they're making noise. 
Shout out to Westside Gun. Shout out to Conway. Shout out to Benny. Shout out to the whole team. Yeah, they're building a dope catalog. Yeah, man. Griselda, and they're working hard. They're hustling. Yo, putting on for Buffalo. You know, mm. that, that's the thing. They're being them, right? And to, to put out 90s-style boom-bap hip-hop in the climate that we're in right now and to make it cool again yeah, and risky. to, you know, sh- sign with somebody like Shady, I just hope that they don't get like take a back seat and let their projects come like slow down because now they're with a big label like shady but yo it seems like they're still moving and yo man really dope dudes nothing bad to say about them and we're secretly uh rooting for these guys <laughs> no doubt man um another big hold album. on hold on before we, sorry sorry before we end on this obviously we gotta talk about the cover yo I don't know what to say about the cover, man. <laughs> so for those that don't know the cover, the album cover is basically a painting of Chris Benoit with a third eye. For those people who are not aware of wrestling or who aren't fans of wrestling, please explain the, the controversy behind yeah, that. So Chris Benoit, uh, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. However... Rest in peace. Nah. However... <laughs> nah. Rest in piss, but yo, you were the man at one point. Yeah. yeah. So in 2007, he killed his son, killed his wife, mm-hmm. and then hung himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so then pretty much after that, he's been like washed from the history books. Yep. Um, so WWE will never mention them again. I feel like, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I feel like we could do such like a side rant on this whole thing because it's we like, could, yeah. there's parts of me, mm. yeah, there's parts of me where he was my hero. I yeah. loved him as yeah. a wrestler. Yep. Then yeah. there's parts of me that has heard the story and then it fucking crushes me and it makes me be like, fuck this guy. He's the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. But then there's a part of that that as well that is mental health issues and mm. PTSD and Understanding concussion it. syndromes and yeah. shit like that. And it's harsh to completely shit on him. Mm. But then the gruesome acts that he also has done, like there's a, it's fucked. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no moral. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's hard. It's messy. It, it's definitely it's, messy. Yeah. And the whole thing about like, cause sometimes I'll be watching an old wrestling show and a Benoit match will come up in it. And sometimes you'll watch it and it'll be like, man, he was really, really good. Amazing, man. So it's like, can you, but still, in, I can't watch it. Knowing without, yeah, happened, you're going to yeah. have it in the back of your mind. what happens, yeah. right? So it's like, is it possible to separate the artist from the person? And that goes with anything, not just yes. Benoit, but like someone like Cosby. Can we watch the Cosby show and not think about the acts that he did? I like, feel like now we're going to watch it and we're going to have that in the back of our minds and rightfully so. Mm. But I feel like it's hard when you grow up idolizing, not even idolizing, just admiring yeah. even, right? Yeah. Somebody's talent. Mm. For you to have it that way and then afterwards learning about something else that might ruin that, yeah, you're still going to be fond of it little, but it's never the same obviously yeah. it's crazy yeah. you guys sit right but it's you can't wipe that you fucking love this person once yeah. upon a time mm. that can't just go out and be like no fuck this guy forever no because part of your history is loving this guy yeah right but now you have to be like but i can't ever look at it the same right yeah. but one of, one of my teachers referred to it as the burden of knowledge yeah. that's a really great 
way to put yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Really, really great See, I just blurt out the shit and then noise puts it in an <laughs> eloquent <laughs> way. That's what makes this podcast no, so no, good. I'm just like, I'm just thinking off the top, like, I think just, yeah, just last week I was, I was watching the classic, you know, him and Eddie Guerrero in the ring together. Yeah. And you get the goosebumps. You're like, oh my God, icons. And yeah. now you mentioned the story. It's like, wow, yeah, this did really happen. Yeah. Right? And then it, you're right. There are multiple perspectives to it. Of course, mental health. Yeah. You want to understand that, but at the same time, you can't understand the cruelty of what he did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just to bring it back to what we were yeah, talking about, right. like that uh, West Side Gun. That's that was one. Of, he ended up using three different covers for this project, right? I kind of probably to save face, yeah. right? But uh, I kind of I, I like I listened to some of his reasoning too, and it's mm-hmm. like, yo, nobody said shit when I had Hitler. Mm. as my cover mm. yeah fair nobody enough, yeah. said like you know nobody said shit when i had osama bin laden <laughs> as my cover yeah. right so it's like when i saw those replies i'm like hmm yeah. like i didn't i didn't yeah. think anything differently of when he had hitler on there yeah. i didn't think any differently of it when he had osama on there mm. right but it, i did feel a way when he did have benoit on there like yeah. my in, in my natural instinct i did right so in that sense cool like it, he's consistently had pieces of shit on his covers, right? <laughs> so I don't know what his reasoning fully is behind that, but I kind of found that point interesting. I think what the reason, like the reason why this cover in particular was offsetting, was because, like, yeah, he's had Osama or Hitler on his album covers in the past, but this one, it was Benoit with the third eye. Yeah, and it was like, okay, so is he representing like a higher spirituality? Like, what is? It it didn't make sense to have this person with that imagery. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. And like, I kind of did a little bit of research into like, it's just like this artist, the artist that he chose to do it is this yeah. artist where he chooses all type of uh, cultural icons mm-hmm. and he puts third eyes on everybody. Oh. So I don't know if it, if that was, I don't know what the artist's significance is behind putting a third eye on everybody, but that's just, he does that to, that's his style. Right, so I, maybe it's because Westside Gun like really likes that artist, and he just picked Benoit and made him put a third eye on it. Who knows? But I think yeah, there's a little bit dis distastefulness to it. But Did, I don't know. You heard the complete album, right? Yeah. Like, is there is there any type of similarity towards? the theme of Benoit on the album or anything like that? Or? No, the album is totally just, it's just it's just yeah. street shit. Yeah. It's a street yeah. shit, but yo, it's that. It's the same way that a lot of rap music references Goes wrestling. Right. It's random, yep. right? Very true, very true. All right, on that note... Hold on, no, Scorpion! <laughs> I know, I was going to say that. I know. The last, the last big album, we're talking about some, like Kanye, Nas, Jay-Z, all these, Beyonce, all these artists dropped in June, and Drake also dropped in June. Definitely. Scorpion, the double album. Uh, what did you guys think? Disappointment for me. I, okay. I mean, I was talking about it with you earlier, too. I mean... For me, I, I might be the only person, but for me, I have a certain ear for Drake. And mm. that's his old style where he just slaughters with his, like, he, I mean, when you look at his old albums, man, look at Take Care, um, Nothing Was The Same was probably my favorite album he's ever dropped. Mm. And when it comes to this, I think there's only like three tracks that I actually really liked. Mm-hmm. Or even maybe you know, you know. Are you more a fan of Sing rapper Drake, Drake than singing? Let's see, I, 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 I'm a rapper fan, man. I can, I can, yeah. I, I, res- I, I feel I, the same way I at times. I respect him for the fact that you know what his first album. You look at his first album. Even like he came in with bars, mm-hmm. you know, and then he actually 
develop that style of okay, look, I can sing, and he's damn good at it. I'm not taking yeah. that away from him. Who the hell am I taking that away from him? But it's the fact that when you when you look at the lyricism lyricism he can produce, mm-hmm. I can't go back from that man. Yeah, like some of his bars are some of the most iconic bars to this day, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Right, and like from Scorpion, I think like one of my favorite tracks was uh, um, eight out of ten, and okay. then there's Talk Up with Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. And but like yeah, well, I respect the fact he can sing and rap, but when you've heard what he can do when he's rapping, man, it's just I can't. I, I wouldn't say that it's one of his better albums. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a lot worse when I first heard it, <laughs> but it's it's definitely grown on me. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a bad album. Mm. I just don't think it's up there with his best, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go through. Okay, so A side, survival, nonstop. Nonstop is obviously a banger. Elevate, emotionless, God's plan. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you may think about that song, the fucking effect that song yeah, had yeah. is Huge, undeniable. Amazing yeah. music video, right? I'm upset. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Mob ties. To me, mob ties is a fucking like. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Right, um, Sandra's Rose, Sandra's Rose, talk up. Like, is there more? B side grew on me still. Nice for what was my like, that was a really great track. That was a big, that was a big track, man. Like, no, just generally, like, take it radio aside. Yo, nice for what was a women's tune. So, (laughs) if you're you're gonna say, yo, that was my (laughs) shit, yo, get on your women empowerment, my G. This guy, no, it's it's not. It's beyond that. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, <laughs> I know, obviously. I know. But the way he did that track, it it was no, it, it's, it's smart. It's yeah, smart. Exactly. It's smart. But yeah, a dope tune as well. Summer Games, Jaded is Jaded is a really good song. March 14th. Ratchet, Happy Birthday was ass. Finesse is good. That's how you feel. Blue tint was proper. In my feelings. I feel like Scorpion could have benefited by cutting maybe five or six. It didn't tracks. need to be two, uh, two sides. Two sides, yeah. but that uh, there's all. I think there's some politics behind that, right? Mm-hmm. Like there must be some shit where because he's running out. He was he's running out that cash money contract, and then now he's yeah. finally free, right, to do whatever the fuck he is wants to do. So this was the last obligation I feel to that contract. So who knows where he needed to have a certain amount of tracks to get it over with for it to be considered an album. But yeah, like fucking 12 songs on side A and 13 songs on side B. Now, you could have easily made it 20. Yeah. You could have easily made it 15, I think. Yeah. Or it could have been two separate albums even. See, like that's, that's that's the crazy part about yeah. Drake. Like I'm one of those yeah, I love rapping Drake. But then I can also understand where the the success of those singing records is 10 times greater than those rapping records. So it's like, I understand as a businessman, he has to do that shit. Yeah. Right. He's at, he's at a point where he's just, yo, he's a, he's out of here. So he has to cater to all this shit. Right. But as a hip hop, us as hip hop fans, we know what he's capable of. Like, Fucking Drizzy, when he first came into the game, was backpack hip-hop, bro. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. Fonte's one of his greatest inspirations. Yeah. Like, So, like, yo, the man, you know that he has bars, bro. He has, a, he has an appreciation for true hip-hop. So we're going to move on to July, second half of the summer. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest album that dropped in July was Sire by Jaden Smith. 
Yo, that was uh, surprisingly a fucking <laughs> yeah. dope album, man. Yeah, like, I didn't off. know Dark. what to expect. Obviously, fucking Will Smith's seed must be talented <laughs> as fuck. And that's the reasoning behind me looking into it. But, um, yo, fucking really dope album, actually. He can spit, man. I Dude, was not expecting that at all. The song Icon still gets me. Like, the bars he has on that song is freaking disgusting. I think that's what kind of... Mate, that's the song that I like. I first listened to, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, let me give it a chance, yeah. right? And then I was like, I was fucking surprised as fuck. It was our introduction to Jaden Smith, yes. and yeah. um, promising future for sure, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, what else? Um, so that was pretty much it as far as July. June was big. That's kind of funny, right? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people were probably scared because of the fucking the good music Monster. drops, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, yo, that's surprising that yo. That's a good summer month, man. No mm -hmm. summer music? That's hectic. August was big, though. Um, August, one of the albums of the year, Astro World, Travis Scott. Uh -huh. I'm not going to yeah. lie, man. One of the best albums of the year, yo. He had, yeah, he had one of the best, like, the, one of the dopest singles of the year was Sickle Mode. Um, That's a, a redonkulous track. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, the whole, the whole packaging of everything. Like, yep. the artwork, the rollout. The theme, everything. The theme, man. everything was, like, very cohesive, very creative, very well done. Um, and yeah, like everything around the music added to the experience of the music itself. I liked how uh, it, they don't sound anything alike, but mm -hmm. you remember on, um, what's that Justin Timberlake album with Timberland? Oh, um, uh, Future Sex. Future Love Sex, Sounds. Love Sounds, right? Yeah. So you know how a song, like a beat, a Timbaland beat would have three beats within the same song? Mm. Where they're just like, literally, you're transitioning from the first beat to the second beat to the third beat, but it's the same song, right? Yeah. That He was doing that on a lot of songs, and it was like, it seems like he it was worked. like cutting and pasting different ideas onto the same songs. Mm -hmm. And I kind of liked that. Mm -hmm. It was just like, yo, he's sitting on shit like that. Sickle mode doesn't. That's I don't even know how many beats is on that. Yeah, you know? seriously, man. Like the and but it still sounds cohesive. So I think it's a it's it's really dope. Sickle mode was obviously the probably the most commercial track. Yeah. Some of my favorites, skeletons with uh, weekend five percent tent. Yeah. With the yeah. goodie mob. Yeah. That was sick. That was dope. Um, I actually like the track with Gunna and Nav. Stop trying to be God. That was probably my favorite track. That yo. one was sick, yeah. But this album, yo, this month was busy as fuck, yo. Yeah. Mac Miller. Yeah. Can peace. we talk? Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Oh, man. That this, was a hard one. That man. was yeah. I, I I was so shook by that man. When yeah. Was, like you I'm, know what? Of course, I, everybody was, but like just, just. I was I was ignorant to the fact that he did drugs like that. Like, I, was that a common knowledge thing? I don't know for you guys, but I, I never, like, I knew, yeah. like, he was, like, I knew he was living out in California, uh, in California, yeah. and I knew that, yo, he would always have, like, all the, all the people that reside in California make sure they come through to his house and they would party, and his house was kind of the happening place in California, yep. right? But I never knew that he was heavy into, like, the extracurricular activities, you know? Like, he mm. seemed like another, like, Wiz Khalifa. Like, yeah, blazes a lot and probably parties, but I never knew he had, like, problems with, like, pills and coke and shit like that. So it was... That shit was a surprise to me. Mm. But um, just speaking on a music uh, level, like, this guy was just scratching the surface, bro. Because yeah. he went from a backpack kid to... 
experimenting to this shit. This album is one of the most slept on albums this whole year. By far. Yeah. Like, and so like, much it, it took effort. something as tragic as him passing away to, to people kind of giving it, its, yeah. its due this year, mm, which was kind of sad because mm. he dropped in this week with Travis, Nikki, YG, like, <laughs> like you know? and mm. But he still did, the numbers did well for him, but it's just, I don't know, man. Like, even before him passing away, I listened mm. to this album and I thought it was... It was dope. It was yeah. different. It was, it finally, it felt like he was finding his legs in yes. this music industry. Yeah, you know? and that's that the worked. really sad part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there was funk to it. There was singing. There was bars. Like there was so much creativity and imagination within this project. And there's so much soul. He really made it work. That's yeah. exactly with all those things. And this. So yeah, rest in peace to Mac Miller. But what a, what a legacy. Not even just this album, because this album is incredible, but until, yeah. everything that he's built over the last decade and the fact that we were able to watch him. I think when he first came out, he was like, what, 17? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We saw, that, we saw him grow. We saw him, you know, take yeah. time not releasing music. We saw him come back, you know, start doing the music he wanted to do. And he, yo, man, that was... It, it was sad and just seeing the outpouring mm-hmm. from like genuine artists where they're yes. like, yo, this yeah. is like, I don't normally do this, but like, yo, this person was so amazing. So you, mm-hmm. you kind of felt like he had that infectious personality where like, yo, you yeah. even see his NPR, like, uh, tiny I mean, um, or tiny desk, yeah. um, like performance, like that shit gives, gives me goosebumps. Like I rewatched that after he passed away yeah, and I was just like, dude man like he was finally it felt like he was like yo i'm he was content with the music he was making right but yeah definitely rest in peace to mac miller amazing project but yeah travis scott mac miller yg stay dangerous did you take that in at all i didn't take that one in no i briefly skimmed through it a lot of gangster rapping uh there was a decent track on there with uh with uh asap rocky uh, it was cool, a little bit too gangster for my liking, <laughs> but uh, yeah, YG, I fuck with YG sometimes. There's a few songs that I fuck with, but nothing yeah. special. Uh, the surprise drop in August, uh, Eminem, Kamikaze. Kamikaze. I think, like, so Caterpillar was the first thing he dropped with Royce after Revival. Yeah. Obviously, Revival got destroyed by the yes. critics. Shot on. Um, so- and rightfully so. Yeah, it was definitely not his best work. Definitely. Um, but Agreed. Caterpillar came out. Everyone's like, oh, snap. This is the Eminem we want. want yeah. Well, um, even before that, the Chloroseptic yeah. remix. Oh, yeah, Chloroseptic yeah, remix, was, too. Yeah. That was yeah. fire. Like, yeah. Everybody's waiting for, like, where the fuck was that on the album, right? And yeah. It goes back to your point, um, uh, Noise, about uh, you mentioned his storytelling, right? So mm-hmm. when you look at Revival, songs like Castle, Rose, those were Those are the best tracks, tracks there, yeah. You fast forward to Kamikaze, Stepping Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like Good Guy for that because he had that little storytelling in that. Yeah. Right? And, um, of course, the track with Joyner Lucas, that was just disgusting. That was was fucking beautiful. Well, you know what the thing was the... What was the album before? Revival. Revival, Revival, right? So, though, he went... Like, the thing that upset me so much about that project, and I I knew it the second that track listing came out, Mm. right? You see all the fucking pop stars on the features, right? And you're like, He's chasing Stan. 
Yeah. He's always been chasing yeah. Stan, right? When it comes to records that are structured like that. Mm-hmm. Get the, you know, catchy hook, and then I'm going to come and... But the thing is, nothing really hit with that revival. Nothing. It was. It seemed like you're making an Eric rap song with a pop hook, right? Yeah. Which is going to be played on the radio. Like, like he's creating an album full of radio records. Yeah. Mm. But Kamikaze was like, oh, yeah? Let me let me show you motherfuckers how good I am at rapping. I mean, let's yeah. let's just talk about Ringer on that note. Like when I heard that, I was yeah. like, "Oh, you guys <laughs> to start the fucking album." Yeah, too. like yeah. I think and just the way that track is written, made, all that. It, God damn, like I I love how you finished it up too. And I just took this beat to the cleaners. I'm just like, you know, you could just you just basically slaughtered half the rap world, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like. Um, no, yeah, I definitely think Joyner Lucas stood out. Yes. Yeah. Yo, shout out to the hometown favorite, yo, yeah, Jesse, Jesse Reyes, yo. That was man. a big fucking look. And yo, yes. I'm 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 so happy for her because yo, that's a genuine artist yeah, who's yes. done it her way and yo is getting a lot of praise out here right now and she's still doing it her way. Yeah. So she's yo, so salute to too. salute yeah. to her, yeah, man. man. Like Killing yo, it. from Brampton yes. to like Toronto remix project like yeah. she's homegrown and straight up man she's, she's taking it to the highest level that ain't no viral hit yeah, that's a girl that's exactly. been working her craft around the city that we've seen do her fucking thing mm. and yo everybody fucking there's nobody here that can say that she doesn't have talent she's yeah. talented she writes her own shit she music structures there everything is there for her to be a superstar but sometimes People, those people that you think are so good don't get the breaks, right? But this yeah. is a girl that is out there and she's killing it right now, and it's well fucking first, deserved. Like, well, well fucking. To top deserved. that off, she's she's she rapped with one of well, she sang rap with one of the best rappers. Ever. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's, Yo, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yeah, kudos, man. But yeah, moving on to September, the return of Lil Wayne, yes, Carter Five, Carter Five, Five. finally. Birdman was just standing there rubbing <laughs> his hands and he was like, All right, daddy, let me tell you what it is. Cause, <laughs> nah, but like in all seriousness, I, fuck, man. Lil Wayne was a lot of my high school years. Like we talked about this earlier. Yeah, like, yeah. Wayne supplied the soundtrack to a lot of my life mm-hmm. just because yeah. he was the most popping artist yeah. for me growing up at, at points. All right. And, to see him finally get this out, you can kind of hear that it's a little bit dated at times when you're mm-hmm. listening to it. There's some that songs that where you could kind of be like, yo, these are probably three, four, five years yeah, old, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But yo, still, I don't think it's a bad album. It was dope to get to get it. Mm-hmm. it was, there was a few bangers on there, and I'm just happy that he sorted out his shit. You need somebody like Lil Wayne, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. You might not agree with what is the way the the music has been shaped mm. but all these people that are popping right now are Lil Wayne's kids he created this new subculture of hip hop yeah the kid, why can kids rock wear rocker t-shirts and skateboard and fucking make emo songs because of fucking because Lil Wayne, Wayne. Yeah. so yo you motherfuckers pay homage but uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't in the best albums of the year, but it was I don't think it's his worst project, mm-hmm. but yo, Uproar Uproar, you, uproar went huge. Yo, That's one of my favorite songs of the year, man. Yo, definitely. It's one of the bangers of the year and yo, 
and G Dap, yo. Shout out to G Dap. Shout out to my mother. Wherever mother, you like, are. Wherever, yo, G Dap is probably somebody we can get on this podcast. He might be in jail, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. G Dap was actually about that life. He was, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to G Dap, yo. A wow. uh, couple of albums that I felt kind of went under the radar in September. Uh, no Name. Yo, I fuck with yo. No Name, but I ain't gonna lie. I did not listen to that project. Okay. Yeah, No Name. Like, she's a really. Like, very just an interesting artist like she has this very kind of like laid back vocal tone like i don't really care but if you actually pay attention to her she words like it's very simple but it's there's so much depth to it for and, those people yeah. who do not know who no name is no name well for me mm. the first time i figured out who the fuck no name was was on acid rap yeah chance, chance the rapper yeah, yeah. this girl comes on with the fucking weirdest flow. Yeah. It's that like seems so offbeat. nonchalant. Like yeah. she's talking to you. Yeah. And I was fucking captivated. Yeah. I go, who the fuck is this girl yeah. that just spit the illest fucking bars <laughs> right now? Like she won that. Like yeah. one of the illest verses on acid rap that had so many ill verses to me. And I literally, it made me be like, Google it. Like, I Googled that song. Yeah. She's not, she didn't even, she wasn't even on the credits of that song, I don't even think. And I looked it up and I was like, no name. And then I did the deep dive and I was like, her style is so unique. It's another thing, like, I'm so intrigued by Big Boy because, yo, I don't feel like anybody could rap like him. And that's yeah. another thing, like, her, like, I don't see many people rapping like her. And it's cool for her to just be like, yo, this is the way I'm going to do it. And it might not be the norm, but... Yeah. And it works for her. Totally. And, and she's fucking really good at it. So, yeah, I guess we'll move on to September. No. Yo, Young Sinatra. Yeah, you We're going to skip that? Oh, yeah, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I'm not the biggest Logic fan. I'm not going to lie to you. At times, it seems cornball to me. Yeah. But I know he's he can rap. Bro, it's yo, another one of those together? things, yo. Yeah. Uh, he can rap his fucking ass off. Yep. He's a really, really good rapper. But, it, like, another name that was on this list is Lupe Fiasco dropped yeah, something this month, right? Yeah. But like, to, a lot of people love Lupe Fiasco. Yep. And don't get me wrong. I think he's an upper echelon lyricist. But there's something about Lupe Fiasco that I fucking can't stand. Yeah. Like, and I'm I'm alone in that. Like, yeah. sentiment. A lot of the people whose hip hop knowledge that I respect love Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. But there's a something within me that yeah. fucking can't stand him. Yeah. But Logic, I know he can rap, but there's something that's just corny to me about him. I don't yeah. know what it is. A lot of people feel the same thing as you, and I, you hear it commonly. Um, uh, did you did you peep the whole track? Uh, um, I was in and out. Yeah. Okay. There, there's this track, Hundred Miles. Mm. It's called Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, aside from the Wu Tang joint, that was my favorite cl- uh, track on the Wu Tang Forever, man. Man, that was an amazing. Did you like? I sent it to him, but did you see how he recorded that thing? No. He recorded it in a bus, bro. Yeah. Like a bus just on the highway. This guy's yeah. in the back just he's recording. Like his, had a studio and on his he's tour going bus. Yeah, yeah. Shit on the mic. Of course, you heard like the track, but yeah, to get all those that those icons together like that is just cool. But yeah, the the other track that really got me was the, the Hundred Miles track mm-hmm. with him and Wale. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic track, and he just shows how, you know, how how good of a rapper he damn is. Yeah. So. And yeah, speaking of Lupe, uh, Drogas Wave, it was a really dope album too. See, I didn't. Um, I can't believe I missed that. What the? Yeah, hell? Con- like that's what I'm saying. It's easy for things to kind of get yeah. lost, but conceptually, like he went so out the box with it. Mm-hmm. So the theme of the album is like basically he's telling a story of. 
like a slave ship that had sunk in the ocean, but the people aboard the ship didn't die. And they created their own civilization underwater. It's like next level shit, but he executes it so well. Sounds like Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Fuck Lupe, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah man. I don't know. I just can't get over it, man. Yeah, I'm I similar, can't get over just the like whole I, I, we mentioned earlier in the car, I'm similar to that with Wayne, right? Like Yo, like, it, it, and but that's the thing. I can at least acknowledge that I know he's a good rapper. Yeah, exactly. It's just something doesn't Click, gel with yeah. me. All right, skipping ahead. Uh, we're going to jump on to October. So one of my favorite albums of the year, by a Canadian artist too, uh, Shad, returned after a while. Uh, it's been a few years since he dropped his last rap album. He did do like a, a rock slash singing album in between. Yeah. Uh, but he came back this year with a short story about a war. Yeah, really, really enjoyed this album. People kind of know Shad as like that, like the conscious artist, the positive artist, but... He gets pretty dark with this album, like experiments with a lot of different sounds. There's like trap production on it um, and the theme of the album. So it's like a concept record mm. kind of explaining society as a whole. And it's like it's a very it's very ambitious. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of artists would be able to pull it off. But Shad pulls it off. And th yeah, this is for sure. yeah, this is probably my favorite, like top three album of the year for me. I fuck with everything Shad does. I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to it. Mm. But that's... Now I'm definitely going to have to. Yeah. But yeah, I fuck with everything he does. Yeah. Belly? Is that the... Belly? Yeah. Immigrant. You know? I, I see... And this is something that I appreciate because I'm like... This is when all eyes are on Belly, right? Yeah. He could easily go out there and fucking do drug raps. Mm. He can, you know? Because... Yo, <laughs> there, it, no, because then like, yo, I, I know a little bit of his personal story, but yo, these, they did their dirt back in their day, yeah. right? They mm -hmm. did what they had to and whatever. So he can talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, he's seeing himself in the limelight. This is a, this is a Middle Eastern person of descent who in Canada, obviously we, we tend to always keep our culture with us no matter how long we've lived here right but this is a palestinian canadian who is now residing in america and doing really well and doing writing for weekend and the whole camp is doing well mm -hmm. he doesn't need to fucking stir the pot and drop something yeah. called immigrant yeah. he doesn't need for them to be eyes on him as a muslim canadian in america dropping yeah. hip-hop music for him to title his thing immigrant when the hot topic is immigrants. Yeah. There's no need. Yo, that is probably what the label is telling him not to do. Yeah. So salute to him first all. Like before I even heard the album, I go, yo, salute to this man for doing this. Yep. For being standing up for what the fuck he believes in and the time that is most important to his career. Yeah. Right? But then you hear the project. And it's him rapping his motherfucking ass off. Yeah, like we were talking earlier about like Royce and Primo having this late career resurgence. Mm -hmm. Belly's another dude like that. He's been around for a good 15, 20 years. And now I feel like he's dropping the best music he's ever dropped. Dude, Belly is one of the longest 
serving Canadian artist that has just constantly been there. Like, remember, yeah. he was only popping in Canada for the longest time. Long but time, then he'd yeah. have, like, a tune with, like, Genuine that yeah. would be on the radio. Mm-hmm. He'd have his tunes on Canadian radio, but never, ever crossed until Weekend got popping, right? But, yo, this is a guy that's paid his dues, stuck with it, built a fucking empire with EXO. And uh, remember when they were CP records, all yeah, that shit? Yeah. Like, yo... We've had brushes with them and like I've I've like met his younger brothers and and mm. communicate with them like yo they're good people and yo they deserve everything they've they've come up with but yo for him to to move to this upper echelon level of lyricism yeah. right and still sticking to yo lyricism matters yeah right and still having conceptual ideas and good hooks and all that like he's becoming a more complete artist and that is that is part of his journey. He's mm. not a fucking new artist. Yeah. He's a man that's been crafting for 10 plus 15 years of doing this shit. So, you know, I'm happy that he's getting his due and I'm happy that he chose to do it in this way. It's a really fucking dope album. No doubt. What else? Is there anything else this month? Um, October. Uh, so I'm going to give a shout out to Apollo Brown. He dropped yes. two projects this year. For those that don't know, Apollo Brown, producer based out of Detroit. Got that dirty, dusty sound. Um, so he dropped a project with Locksmith, which was one of my favorite albums of the year. Mm. And then in October, he dropped a project with Joel Ortiz. Again, yeah. very solid, man. <laughs> like Apollo Brown, he's worked with so many artists from like from Ghostface to Sky Zoo to OC, Guilty Simpson, Planet Asia. He's dropping multiple projects a year. And every project is does like... Does not disappoint. It does not yeah. disappoint at all. So the project with Joel was really dope. I pr- I really enjoyed the project with Locksmith as well that he did. Uh, let's get into November. Yeah. yeah, we're getting late into the year now. Action Bronson, White Bronco. Um, I took in a few songs. Same shit. He wraps his ass off on some dope-ass beats. I really like Action Bronson's beat selection. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of the better albums of the year, but it, it wasn't bad. Uh, Metro Boomin dropped as well. Not all hero, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't, I didn't take that in. Yeah, that's another project that got kind of lost Hated. in the wave yeah. for me, but I do want to go back and check that out. There was oh Styles P Dimebag. I don't even know what that yeah, is. Yeah, Styles P was really active this year. Yo like, man, on the low. Put, yo, he's doing a lot of work out here, man. Like a really. Uh, underrated project like we were talking about Dave East earlier on Styles P and Dave East dropped yeah. a project together that was that was really sick. dope I really I really enjoyed that one um, Anderson Pack yes. Oxnard oh my god this is definitely my top 5 for the year to be honest yeah. with you guys I honestly have not heard Dre produce beats like that in a while it definitely. was beautiful man yeah. even when you talk about Somebody like um, Anderson Pack, yeah, exactly. like yo, he he doesn't have a genre to no, me. He no, like he is fucking all over the place, and I love it. Like yo, the man can rap, yeah. the man can sing. He's got some soul. He's got some funk. It's, it's uh, it was a it was a really dope project. I haven't really sat down with it properly. It's still, it's still very new, but yeah. yo, I ran through it and I was fucking with oh, everything yeah. I heard, man. Yeah. Like I love I love this again. Um, how he puts icons on there as well. It's like there's a there's a track with Snoop. Yeah. It's such a damn good track. Uh, but yeah, go on. Yeah. So that was that was really dope. Uh, he like the hype was building after his yes. last project. 
Uh, and he definitely delivered, man. That's like a pure West Coast album. We met his manager out in South by Southwest <laughs> too. Yo. True, we yeah. rap for him, yo. He's a dope <laughs> dude. Yeah. Uh, J.I.D. DiCaprio, DiCaprio too. I haven't heard the whole track uh, album, but yeah, he kind of reminds me of K. Dot at times. He and does. I don't yeah. know if I'm the only one. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the that's the main. A lot of people are starting to say that too. That the, yeah. that he's starting to sound too much like K. Dot to yeah, the point where geez. they don't they don't start they don't want to hear that right. Yeah. But it, you can you can see the influence clearly, yeah. right? And I did feel that same way too when the the voice changes and and the fluctuating of tones and stuff like that. Yeah. But yo, the, the man is still it's his own content. Yeah. But yo, JID, I remember when I first heard of him getting signed to Dreamville along with uh, what's those other guys? Earth, the yeah. Earth Gang. Yeah. Earth Gang's dope. Earth Gang too. is yeah. fucking live too, yeah. right? Uh, but yo, JID, DiCaprio too. I still haven't taken it in fully. Yep. Be able to track with J. Cole, yeah, fucking baby. fire. Another yeah. one of those features that J. Cole killed this year. Uh, J.I.D., for those people who do not know, is signed to J. Cole's uh, Dreamville label. And uh, he's an up-and-coming star. I think he's something special, definitely. Yeah. Another album, too, that I really enjoyed from November was uh, Master Ace and Marco Polo, oh. a Brooklyn story. I saw a lot. I saw a lot of promo for that, but I never took that in. How was that? It was dope, man. Like, with Marco Polo, you know what you're going to get with the beats. Like, hard drums. Uh, Master Ace is, like, another one of those artists that is so consistent and puts a lot of thought. Like, similar to Evidence, puts a lot of thought into his, into his projects. There's always a theme or a story being told within the projects. Mm -hmm. And the guest features on this were amazing, too. You had Feral Monch, oh, wow. Smith & Weston, Styles P. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, for like Damn, for people yo, that like fucking the, listen yeah. to that, bro. <laughs> right. How are you just gonna drop yeah. all those features? Like little little fames on there too. Yeah. Um for people that like that nineties East Coast sound, like this is everything you're looking for, man. And then another another highlight for me. So Black Dot, you know, he dropped with Ninth Wonder earlier in the year. November he dropped a project with Salam Remy. You said How that is to that? Me. Yo. Wow. It's it's really dope. Yeah. Um I think I guess my only criticism of this would be that it is very short. Mm -hmm. A lot of the songs are pretty much just one verse, just Black Dot proving to people that he is the best rapper in the world, mm -hmm. um, which is dope. But the, my favorite song on there is uh, Conception. So yeah. we actually, it's actually a full record. It's got a hook, got a theme, and I'd like to see for future Black Thought projects. Like we know you can rap, we know you can kill it forever. Yeah. Let's let's hear songs. Yeah. Um, Definitely, but the production—I really enjoyed the production on this one compared to uh, Streams of Thought Volume One. So on Volume Two, Slam Remy, of course, he's worked with Nas, he's worked with Amy Winehouse. So there's a lot of live instrumentation on this. So it sounds like similar to a, a Roots record, but different, mm. different enough. So Slam Remy has his own his own style, his own flip on it, and he creates a sound that really fits Black Thought's. Uh, rhymes and voice really well. I really want to see more notable features as well from him. Like mm. you know, he's he's somebody who's really discreet or like he sticks to his own stuff, which is great. I get it because as a whole, he's a freaking monster. But like, you know, bring out the big cats. Like just bring them out for the sake I would, of even, I would even like to see him feature on other people's yeah, shit. Like man, you know yeah. how we said J Cole. J Cole was probably the best feature artist yeah. this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where he didn't do no wrong when he was jumping on other people's tracks. And I feel like Black Dot could do that. Yeah, he can jump on random tunes if, and but that all, it probably ultimately comes down to people reaching out to Black Thought, exactly. right? Yeah. Because I'm sure he's down for it if you give yeah. him a hot record. And I feel like yo, if if 
if he has to go on somebody else's idea, he's going to fucking tear it. And it might bring him outside of his own box, right? But, yo, he has that capability. The man is one of the most talented rappers ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Meek Mill Championships. Yeah. Did Wait, you guys take just... that in? Okay. I haven't taken the entire project in yet at this point. Hove's verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking this about b Bro, Hove has to come back every now and then and remind us why he's the greatest rapper why ever. Yeah, bro. <laughs> bro, this that whole verse was flawed. I and the, the when I looked at the track listing, it came out blah blah blah. And then I'm going to listen to the project. I said, nah, I ain't listening to this in order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I go, there's a Jay-Z verse out here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your whole album. Yeah. I'm going straight to that track first. One thing I thought, Like, I- yo, a lot of people might have gravitated towards the Drake uh, yeah, track too. Because, yo, that is obviously some controversy behind that. So, yo, people are going to gravitate towards mm-hmm. it. But, yo, for me, I'm a fucking Jay-Z stan. There's yeah. nothing you can say <laughs> to me about Jay-Z. Yeah. But, and he delivers. Because there's times where Jay-Z doubt. features and I'm like, fuck, man. But, uh, yeah, he killed it. This project is really good. It's yeah. good to see, like, yo, Meek Mill was getting killed there for a minute, yeah. right? Ultimately, he went to jail. And we wanted, uh, for me, I didn't want to see him go out like Ja Rule or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It seemed like it might go that way, but... The caliber of rapper that fucking Meek Mill is. You can't see him going out without a fight, right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, I feel like him reinventing himself and it seemed like, yo, this whole prison reform thing could be like a gimmick. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he's actually really living it out and yeah. changing his ways and understanding that, yo, let let him be a poster child for, yo, the system is fucked up. Yeah. But, yo, we need to better ourselves as human beings as well. And... That is all over this album mm-hmm. when you listen to it. And he sounds more grown up. Yes, big time. Way more grown up. And now taking these things that did happen to him and the system that he now sees that is flawed yeah. and taking those rap skills that we've been seeing him freestyle on like fucking yeah. DVD since 16 years old, yeah. battling and shit. So, yo, we've seen him grow up and we know he can rap. But now to have the substance and the content behind it to go through what he went through and now use that to i believe him i believe that he truly cares about what the fuck he's talking about right and it's not just him showing yo motherfucker i got the rolly and and yelling yo like i don't get me wrong i fuck with that but yo this shit is a whole new meek and i feel like he got all the shit that he needed to say about what the fuck he went through out now yeah and i can i'm you know, like nobody's gonna say or even look at him like, yo, he took an L against Drake anymore. Yeah, like, that's exactly it. Got yeah. swept under the rug now. He did a good job sweeping it under a rug this year. Yep. And I feel like he's gonna have a good next year, and man. To add on to that, I mean, I don't know if you guys uh, have checked it out, but check out the CNN interview he was on. Yeah, it's powerful that. as Very hell. Powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like. It, it goes back to your point, uh, Magic, about, you know, him maturing, literally. You can, you can. And how it translates to his album is phenomenal. So, yeah. and I always love how consistent he is with his intros, man. Those things are yeah. freaking wow. <laughs> yeah, Energizer Bunny. Just to close off the month of November, um, we're gonna have to talk about it because uh, it it is one of the names that has been the most talked about names this year. Six nine oh, yeah. drop dummy boy, yeah. right? No matter whatever way anybody feels about it. 
you cannot deny the impact that this kid has had on hip-hop industry this year and the culture itself and the internet culture itself. <laughs> yeah. um, I was one of the people that the first time I heard one of his songs, um, I was like, who the fuck is this with rainbow hair with a bunch of bloods around him? And I was like, just yelling at the mic. I'm like, fuck this shit. This is exactly what's wrong with music. Yeah. And I hated on it and blah, blah, blah. And then slowly, the more I kept hearing about this kid and the antics, and I was like, nah, fuck out of here. This is what's wrong with the music industry. And then I don't know where it changed, whether it was Breakfast Club interview or it was the Angie Martinez interview. And I'm like, this kid is smart. Mm. They're to get to the point where he's gotten their take there. And I'm not talking about his lyrics, his music. I'm talking about the kid himself, a virtually no name kid. One song comes out and everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. And I feel like that's part of the image, right? Yeah. Why would you fucking tattoo six, nine across your face? Why, why would you have rainbow hair? It's all a, a fucking thing for you to just get noticed. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all part of his trolling game. I may not agree with it, but there's a reason why this is the most talked about person for this whole fucking year. Yeah. Right? But him getting locked up and all that shit, it was shit that we could all see happening. Yep. Right? Many of the OGs tried telling him this, that. Yeah, he does have a head on his shoulders, and I feel like he knows what he's doing. Like, he came out there, and he's like, yo... The shit I rapped on Fifi, like I would, like if I'm a real rapper, I'd be so mad that this is a fucking hit. He goes, yeah. "What the fuck am I saying on that song?" He literally went and said that shit. Yeah. He goes, "This song's like, yo, what the fuck am I saying? Those are fucking nursery rhymes." Yeah. He said that. So then I go, "Yo, this guy's not fucking stupid." He just goes, "Yo, this is what's popping out here. I could get away with doing this shit, right?" He is what is. The hip-hop game right now. Mm-hmm. Marketing and viral hits. And as long as you're on the fucking tongue of everybody every day, yeah. you are going to be a successful artist in this game. Yep. On top of that, I feel like he does make good records. I may not agree with... Um, it might not be my style or my genre of music, mm-hmm. but we cannot say that some of these tracks aren't hits. Mm-hmm. The formula is working. We may not agree with it, but yo, we have to look at it in the sense of what he's doing is working. Yep. Noise, I want to hear your opinion <laughs> on, on all this. Oh, man. To be honest, I don't know a whole lot about him. Yeah. Like, I've only heard a handful of songs, and I was only very, I was only on a surface level kind of keeping up with what was going on with him in the news. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of goes with what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, Someone can dominate the news cycle, but hip-hop, there's so many artists out there now that it's easy to find what works for you. So, I'll like, no. his music doesn't, it's not for me. Like, it doesn't, it's not what I'm looking for when I'm lo- trying to listen to music. So, I just kind of steered clear of it. But I still found enough other music and enough other news and other stuff that I wanted to follow to keep me occupied for the rest of the year and to stay inspired. Because yeah. we were talking about it earlier off-air. It's easy to kind of look at an artist or listen to the radio and say, this is bullshit. 
like you were saying, this is why hip hop is in the state that it's in, mm-hmm. and it's easy to get discouraged. And so, like, yeah, I do listen to the radio, and I'll hear stuff, and I'm like, man, what, like, what is this, <laughs> yeah. right? Which you're allowed to. Yeah, you're, you're allowed, allowed to. to. Yeah. Like, I'm not with this bullshit that we all have to like what the masses is liking right now. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if it, if whatever is popular, whether it was a six nine or whatever else is on the radio, if it didn't speak to me. I could still find another artist who might not be the most well-known and I could still dive into their catalog, like a locksmith or like Narcy dropped this year or a master ace and just like have that and feel inspired off of that mm. and not feel like, oh, and feel like I'm complaining about the state of hip hop because the hip hop that I was looking for, it spoke to me yep. and I found enough of what I wanted in order for to, yourself. in order to say it was a great year. Yeah. And that's a that's a that's a very good topic. Just now, as we're like, we can't really talk about the December drops because we're still in early December while we're recording this. But just wrapping up, just us talking about all this, right? Music, a lot of fucking music was dropped this year, and yeah. at a faster rate, and so many album drops on the same day. Like, like you said, noise. We are getting flooded with fucking music content, right? Yeah. And Yo, I there that that argument of music is shit or yo music has gone this route or that route. yo that yo that that's not cutting it no more. Yeah, there's so much fucking music out here that you can go find the type of genre you like and the type of caliber of artist that you like yep. and go focus on that. Yeah. You have the a music library in the palm of your fucking hand every day. Mm-hmm. It's not like fucking, and this might be a little bit before your time. Definitely. <laughs> right? But there used to be a time where we had to fucking get viruses on our computer oh, because yeah. uh, we were on Kazaa <laughs> and it would take three days to record, to fucking download like a fucking album, let alone yeah. a song sometimes. LimeWire yeah. as well. Yeah, LimeWire, yeah, Kazaa, like all that shit, like, yeah. bro. And then to put it on a burning CD. Burn a CD, like, burn a CD, but that's yeah. the thing, yo, the beauty of it is. It's An album top. drops at midnight. By twelve thirty, you could have listened to the album yep. in the first half an hour of it being released. Yep. Half the world could have, or the whole world could have listened yep. to your album, yeah. right? You have the capability of doing that, right? So the excuse of music is shit is no that that's not a fucking excuse anymore. Yeah. Find the music you love and search for it. Yes. You have the ability to search for what you like. So. Now that we are having this flood of fucking so much music, support the artists you like. It's more important. And also, yo, you have it there to listen to shit that you might not be interested in. Give it a try. Right? I listened to a lot of shit that I didn't think I would like this year, and it surprised me. And that's the way music is, man. It's supposed to move you in different ways, different moods. I might have my top five for this year, but those top fives might be for different moods. Yep. Right, right. Definitely. That Mac Miller album put me in a certain way, mm-hmm. and the Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap put me in a, in my hustle mind state. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like that is ultimately what music is. Yep. Music feeds your soul in different ways whenever you need it, mm-hmm. right? And that is the importance that we need to do. We are such in this critique mode. And I didn't want to even critique these albums. I just wanted to talk about our opinions on these albums, right? And the way we felt. It's not what the listeners felt. It's not what the people 
anywhere else felt. It's what we felt yeah. with these albums, right? Yeah. And the things that we gravitated towards. There's a lot of artists that I respect that Noise brought up today that I didn't get a chance to listen to. And I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And But that's the thing. We have so much music. Let's all take it with a grain of salt. But let's enjoy it as well, right? Let's not just fucking run over albums. Revisit albums. Mm-hmm. Come through it. But yo, fucking... We should get into some of our favorites, no? Because I think that that pretty much covers all of November. Yeah. yeah. Are are you are you flustered by all this music? Honestly, I see it getting bigger, man. Because it's like it's like you said, like you look at how, how how the world's working now, how music, how how much more music has gotten so much more important now that I think this is only the beginning. Mm-hmm. And next year is going to be bigger and then following that and you're going to hear so many new styles now too cuz Again, like you mentioned about 6 9 right? There's people who discovered the fact that, look, me putting something out for the sake of it is important. And yeah. it can make something happen, right? So you're not, t- you're, telling, you're not telling me there's some guy in a freaking garage right now fucking practicing jazz and hip-hop at the same time in a, in a, in a way that we have yet to hear. You know what I mean? No. And it's going to come. It's going to happen. And we're all going to be sitting there like going back to the whole, you know, criticizing. Or, or do we like it? Is, is this my sound? Is it not? And... I mean, I know I'm go- bouncing back a year now, but we go back to Revival now. That first came out, I'm a, I'm a stan, yeah. right? And I look at that album, I'm like, okay, yeah, it was not what I expected it to be. But at the same time, there were parts of that album that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't share that publicly for everybody else because everybody else is either riding that wave or they have their own sound. The gift and the curse yes, of definitely. all this shit is that a lot of people are having these debates about albums mm. like yo in the first week we're all gonna debate the albums that dropped this week yeah, right yeah, yeah but the thing is a lot of people's opinions are getting swayed about what the fuck the the, the masses is thinking yeah. right rather than what your actual opinion is yes. just but, to go off the record sorry fuck the masses <laughs> yeah, no, no, yo, there's uh, there's good shit that comes out of the masses yep. but yo there's it's with the internet, the world is the masses That's now, right? Yeah, we right. all think the same because we are all living the internet as well as our own separate cultures within our countries, right? Definitely. But you know, music is stronger than ever. That's the one thing I can that I've learned this and year. It's, it's yo, stronger, yeah. okay. The music industry could be whatever it is. Streaming could be yo. I don't know. We could. We could talk about all this shit of inflation of streams and yo. What do these numbers really mean? Like on each platform like you know like who knows right but all i know is there's a lot of music being released so yo just try to find the shit that you fuck with should we go around top threes top three albums of the year for each of us this is the fucking this is the fucking hard (laughs) one man i don't know you guys start because i still don't know what my top three (laughs) I, I, i don't know what order to put this in but yeah kod daytona and just because I'm a stan, Kamikaze. That's okay. My, those are my three. Um, I'm going to go with um, Shad, a short story about a war, uh, Sky Zoo in celebration of us, and Mac Miller swimming. Yes. I fuck with that, even though I only heard one of those albums. <laughs> but I would go with uh, Redemption. J-Rock. J-Rock. Yeah. That I really like. That was probably one of the biggest albums that had replay value for me. Like mm. I listened to way after Lots it got released. Um, I'd go with Fonte. 
That was another one that I kept revisiting throughout the year. It came out earlier in the year than I kept revisiting. Mm. Um, And then the last one is so hard, man. It's, it's in between Mac Miller and and Pusha T because yeah. you said Mac Miller, I, I'll go with Daytona. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because yo, yeah, Pusha T's fucking... he's another level. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, yo, honorable mention to uh, Childish Gambino. Yes. Didn't drop a project this year. Yeah. But yeah. he dropped some of the biggest singles. Of that the year. music video was powerful. Yeah. What was that? This is America. This is America. Yeah. 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 No, no. There's another one after that. Like he has everybody in cartoons. Oh, uh, um, summertime magic. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was great too. But yeah, this is America was great. But yeah, I guess just to wrap up, so Magic 2019 for your music. What do we got going on? Oh. For like my music, yeah, music as B Magic the artist exclusives. Yo, right well now. you know, two cups drop, <laughs> yes. drop that shit on them. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't even know that song is like two years old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, my whole thing is I've been sitting on music uh for a really long time as you know noise we've fucking yeah the music don't stop even though a lot of shit stops right (laughs) so um uh my main thing is and we've had this conversation off air all the time it's we're not holding these songs because we think it's bad it's just yo sometimes like it's not like when we first started this it's like yeah let's just throw it out there to the world yeah but the when you're an artist and you work so hard at a thing, you can't just throw it out there without no like strategy towards mm, it. Yeah. After a while, everything is strategy, marketing. There's so much shit that you learn as an artist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That fans may not even know, right? Yeah. So it's like as you grow as an artist, you have to be more responsible with your actions as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, we've kind of grown in that sense, but that hindered our output. Right, because there's so much more thinking into what your actions are. Yeah. So in that sense, I stopped dropping a lot of music, but because of that, I've, I fucking have so much music that I'm sin- sitting on. Yeah. And the con of that whole thing is you don't want to make new music because your music hasn't come out. <laughs> yeah. So that for me, just to let the fans know, that was my predicament. Yeah. But now I've come to the realization that this these these songs are gonna become. Out, some of them may become outdated yeah. at a certain point, or yeah. I might not even love them anymore. Yeah. And we are now living in this world where music is just coming at you so yeah. fast, so you might as well, if it's up to par, you should at least throw it out Put there. It out there yeah. Right? I'm not saying, yo, if it's not good enough to my standards, which are pretty high, yeah. then obviously I'm not going to fucking throw it out there. Yeah. But yo, these songs that you fucking once upon a time like bump and you might just hate because you're sitting on it, Throw it out there for the world to see. So my step for 2019 is to release as much music as possible, whether it just be audio files, but I also want to shoot as much as possible. Mm. I just want my content uh, content uh, production to be more. That is, that, that's all I want for 2019 is just less saying i'm gonna do things and yeah. just fucking throwing it out there unleash yeah. the magician mind yeah so um <laughs> the yo the music is there it's just up to me to throw it out there and um yeah that that's pretty much it for me all right noise 2019 wagwan um the album man lo-fi glory yes Dusty sir Boots. yes sir we've been talking about it for a while we're right now shooting visuals for it uh, with Revive, Revive Films. Shout out to Amrit. Shout, Shout out. out to Amrit. 
Yeah, so we're kind of in the, with that. the the closing stages of that. So we're hoping sooner rather than later, 2019, this project will see the light of day. Uh, Might be on that 2019 wrap-up for <laughs> Albums of the Year, motherfucker. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of this album. Like, not to say too much about it, but... Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very proud of this. Oh yo, fuck that! My boy Noise is very humble, <laughs> right? He's a very he doesn't like to blow smoke up his own ass. I've seen this motherfucker work really hard on this project. I've seen my brother Dusty work hard on this project, and I'm really proud of these guys because this is a long time in the making. A lot of frustrations, a lot of times where Noise is like, "Fuck this album," <laughs> and I'm like, "Nah, bro, it's too good to just be like, fuck this album." But yo, end of the day, each project has its own story. It's gone through that adversity, and it's a, it's it's a part of the chapter of the artist that is Noise, right? And this guy keeps elevating. He keeps growing. He's one like I've. <laughs> I, I never hide it. He's one of my favorite rappers. And I don't just say that because he's my friend. He's my favorite rappers, whether it's superstars or anybody. He's one of the best lyricists. He's by far the best lyricist with our shade of skin ever, mm-hmm. right? But let alone in hip-hop. And that's how highly I think of him. But this project is so well put together and it's so out of the box of the man that Noise is. It's... It's the best of both worlds. It it's literally well constructed songs with this. It has the commercial appeal, but it still doesn't go away from the man that noises and the themes that he goes through in his music. So I feel like for the true noise fans, you fucking won't be disappointed because I was standing there with goosebumps some of the verses that he spat, and I'm just so happy that I have a fucking you know like courtside seat to watching this album get made and yeah yo like yo there's been fucking times where we fucking hated this project but yo to see it like you know in the final stages i'm so fucking happy and i'm so happy for noise because he worked his ass off on this shit and without you know getting too senti about it like yo this shit is gonna fuck shit up next year and yo i'm proud of these dudes man yo thank you man like Keep you're shining, man. Holy lord. Now you got me <laughs> fucking impatient. Like, not, not like I always bro. already was yeah. it, but like I remember what I met um Noise came out to an event in uh April for Circadian Month and I, I, I asked him about it then. I was like, hey, so Wednesday drop and he's like, uh, you know, hopefully summer. I was like, yeah, yeah. summer, summer, summer. And now it's like <laughs> it's uh, a long but fucking then you time understand coming. the process for an artist, how things get set back and you know, cause like one of the biggest, like, with your example, one of the biggest things I remember is, so, um, I remember I was watching an interview once, and Busta, he was explaining about his track with M. Mm. Um, what was that? Calm Down. That thing took a fucking year almost. Yeah. And it's just because of these th- type of things happen. And, yeah. you know, you understand what's artists, and especially when you're so pure to your craft. This podcast has been a blessing because it's been really inspiring to us. But music has always been the forefront to what the fuck we do. This was just another thing to let out all our creative thoughts and things like that. It's been a beautiful platform so far. And um, the side hustle, man. These are, I, I hope we have a lot of these because yeah. we, we are very opinionated people. We do not have, there's, we have friends who have all sorts of tastes and 
all sorts of things and these roundtable discussions of our appreciation of hip hop and other things it's it's a discussion that people have every day yes, yes. right and these are discussions that we want to be a part of right or we want to have in front of you and i want to do more of this shit it's been fun to do this that this is something that we've been talking about talking about the albums of the year but I definitely want to make this a frequent thing. I know this episode lasted longer than expected. <laughs> but uh, it's been a blast, man. And Noise, anything we should end this episode off with? Uh, yo, thank you, Harmon, for coming through, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we appreciate Harmon, the first, the first special guest host. On the side hustle? On the side hustle, On the man. side yeah. hustle. Uh, I truly appreciate you guys asking, uh, bringing me out here. Again, I hope to come back in the future because there's so much to talk about with you guys. And... Just genuinely, you guys are fucking badass, awesome. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully, we can do something more. Oh, oh man, thank thank you for your there. time and thank, thank you, you for, for having me, guys. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for coming to Gumble Studios. Yeah, so cozy. With that being said, this has been the Immigrant Hustle Podcast. Okay. <laughs>